0: And now, here is Doreen.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing, psychologist and host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. And I get to interview people who have had some kind of struggle somewhere along their lifespan to speaking up, a struggle with being who they truly are, whether it was sometime early in life, sometimes it's about a family situation, a trauma, a school, being bullied, and other times it's just being trapped in certain kind of environments like a corporation which it sounds like we might hear about today from our our guest let me tell you about her debbie hoffman and debbie i know debbie very well i've done some programs with her and first found her on one of her podcasts that she was interviewed or a She was interviewed on a podcast, and I went, oh, she knows what she's doing about follow-up. And so I've taken some programs with her, and she's wonderful. She's inspiring, and she is gifted in all the ways in which you need to know about following up. Let me say a few more things about her. She's heart-centered sales and follow-up expert, speaker and founder of Power Up Your Follow-Up. And she works with relationship-driven entrepreneurs, coaches, and network marketers who are letting potential clients and income slip through the cracks because they don't have a reliable follow-up system in place. And her proven step-by-step formula supports them to have more ideal clients saying yes to working with them and This is the part I think where we're going to hear about today. After 20 years of working on Wall Street as a managing director with over $25 billion in sales, Debbie took her organizational skills and an extraordinary ability to connect with people and created multiple six-figure businesses And in addition, Debbie had tremendous success as a network marketer, having built an international team of several thousand consultants. Debbie's mission is to support entrepreneurs to share their gifts and get their message out in a big way so they can create the impact they're here to make. Oh, Debbie, I'm so glad to put the platform out and have you step in today. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm honored to be here, Doreen.
1: Yes. And as you know, the podcast is Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. And I know before we get to the part about where you found it, I'd like to hear a little bit about your history. You know, we were talking and you said, well, there wasn't a trauma in your background. And uh, so that there was something else along the way. But just tell us a little bit about your background.
2: Well, I worked on Wall Street for 20 years, as you mentioned, I was super successful there and was really, you know, I was comfortable, you know, talking with potential clients or with clients and you know, doing speaking engagements, that was fine and easy for me. And then once I retired, I joined a network marketing company, a health and wellness company. And at the beginning, you know, we would do presentations to groups of people. And then at conferences, we would, you know, some of us would speak on stage and of course at the beginning when I wasn't used to being on a stage it was a little nerve-wracking uh, but over time it just got more and more comfortable and I would just do these presentations like I could do them in my sleep like it was just so easy to do because I was representing a company's product and that was the whole thing it made it it made it easy to represent something other than myself so when I launched my coaching practice my coaching business about 10 years ago I'll never forget the very first speaking engagement I had. It was at a networking event with lovely women. There might have been 25, 30 people there. And it was the first time ever that I was speaking and representing myself. And my knees were literally shaking. I remember this. I had a dear friend there to support me. And I couldn't get my legs to stop shaking and I was thinking I hope people aren't seeing this because it was really embarrassing but I realized like I was asking myself later what was going on there why was I so nervous and it was because so much was at stake I had made this decision to stop doing well I didn't stop doing the health and wellness business but I wasn't going to focus on it I was going to focus on creating a coaching business to help people with sales and follow-up and number one I didn't know early on if I was going to provide value. I didn't know. Re- I didn't really know that people were struggling this with this back then. A friend who inspired me to start this business told me this. It's like, okay. So I didn't really, I was, it was like that imposter syndrome thing at the beginning. Like, can I really help people? Can I really support people? Am I really going to make a difference? Are people going to want to pay me? And will they get value from what I offer? So when I was speaking that first time, all these things were going through my head And it was just so new. And I was just really concerned. And the interesting thing is there was a woman in the audience, God has a sense of humor, who was very difficult. Like it's like that type of speaking engagement that people dread. And it happened the very first time. This just came to me. I totally forgot about it. And this woman was so difficult and so kind of mean and nasty and challenging me on something that I said. And they actually asked her to leave and they uh, removed her from the membership for this networking event. It was really horrific, but people were so blown away with how I handled it because I handled it really well. I didn't let it, it flustered me a little bit, to be honest, but I handled it pretty well. And there's a reason for everything. Like I was really being challenged that first time out. So that's kind of how it started. And uh, obviously, over time, things have improved. (laughs) But that was my first experience.
1: Yes, I'm sure everything has improved because I've seen you and worked with you and know how eloquent you can be and how supportive you are of us who are out there trying to increase our businesses. So thank you so much. Thank well, you. I'd like to, I want to go back to the 20 years in the corporation, because uh, I as we were talking earlier, it's not as if you had an early family history where you were told not to speak or that there were challenges there. It seems like the first, you know, like People find themselves in a slot in a corporation and sounds like you had a lot of success in that corporation. So just say a little bit more about what it was like being in a corporate environment and having a voice or not having a voice.
2: Yeah, something just came to me. So I was in, you know, Wall Street was, it still is a very male dominated industry. But back then, there were very, very few women doing what I did, I kind of blazed the trails in the area um, of the company, uh, where I was selling fixed income securities to institutional investors. And so it was me and the guys. So you know, you can imagine what that was like. And I remember this just came to me when you said that about having a voice in that environment. So I was like the touchy feely, like, let's share our feelings and all that kind of stuff and coming up with all these crazy ideas and the guys would roll their eyes, but I just spoke it out and I spoke what I felt and that I thought we should be doing whenever there were issues within the team. Cause there was a group of us that were, um, well, I worked for three different companies. So I'm really sharing the, the last company right before I retired. Uh, I was really highly respected because I was always the top performer in the group. So they had to listen to me like they couldn't just brush me off. Uh, but I remember just the rolling of the eyes and people not really wanting to buy into what I was suggesting. But I just kept going. I just did. Um, at the very beginning, when I first started, I was really young. I was 22. And again, I I was the only female salesperson. They were all guys. They were much older than me. And I just had an ability to communicate really well with clients and to make them feel heard and cared for and these guys were coming from the masculine, obviously, and I was coming more for the feminine. So I was like a breath of fresh air to these clients who were all guys as well. Most of them were men. And so I just was being me like I didn't know what I didn't know. Like I was just kind of like ignorance is bliss. And I just did my thing. And I became like really successful in a short period of time. And the guys, the older guys who've been doing it for years were pretty jealous and envious, but. We worked you know we worked through it, so it was it took courage and a lot of perseverance and and strength and not caring what anybody thought. You know, I just did my thing and and I performed, and so they they kind of had to just let me do my thing.
1: Oh, what a great story! And especially since you know what you're talking about now, defining yourself as heart centered, and it sounds like that's what was happening way back then, naturally for you. Exactly, exactly. And from that
2: experience, you know, I, as heart centered as I was there, it still was pretty salesy and pushy in the entrepreneurial world. Um, And so when I came into the entrepreneurial world, I was doing business the same way I did on Wall Street. There, you could be pushy and salesy and aggressive, and it was part of the jam, like it was part of the deal. Like people, it was understood that that's the way business was done. But when I came into the entrepreneurial world, I was hitting roadblocks left and right and didn't know what was happening because I was coming across too aggressive and pushy. But that's all I knew so i had to find a new voice a new way of communicating that came more from the heart and that's when i did you know, went through my whole journey of you know trying to figure out why were people literally walking away from me at networking events and not wanting to talk to me it's because i was come, i was too attached to my agenda i was salesy i was aggressive and i just wanted to make a sale And so my journey over the last 10 years has been like incredible to get to where I am today. And that's what I teach my clients is to let go of your agenda, as you know, and to come from the heart and come from a place of service. So yeah, my voice has really, real, things have really shifted over the years um, to where I am today. I didn't wake up like this. I I wasn't born like this.
1: Well, in a way, your spirit was there from the very beginning. And all it's done, all you've done is just given it way more opportunity to come out and shine and uh, to touch others. Well, when you actually left corporation, you said you retired. Was that a choice? Because it seems like you were still so young.
2: Um, well, this was 20 years in. I was really young, Um And people thought I was crazy because I left a very high six-figure income, but I wanted to be a mom. So I chose to leave. They didn't want me to leave. At the beginning, they let me work four days a week so I could have Fridays to go on field trips and do things, you know, pick up my son from school. But I just wanted to be a mom. And um, so I I actually volunteered to to retire against their, you know, they were upset that I left, but I, I just... My priorities changed. My heart
1: wasn't in it anymore. There you go and again. Your heart. Your heart said, I want to be a mom. And being a mom is a whole new voice too, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. Because I'll never forget when I started interacting with the other moms, like they weren't working. And I was like, I don't really fit into this, right? So when at parties, I would be talking to the husbands. I would be talking to all the guys because that's what I was used to, right? So, yeah. This is interesting. I haven't talked about all this in years. So this is fascinating for me to be exploring this with you because it's, uh, it's reminding me of, of the various phases of sharing my voice and how it shifted.
1: Yes. And then you went into the health and wellness, you said networking. I, I didn't quite network know what mark- that it was a
2: network marketing
1: company, uh-huh. uh, health and wellness company. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it, it, is that like the multiple level? A multi-level. Yeah. It's direct sales.
2: Uh Yes. So I had these products and I was a distributor and I built a team. That's why I had those several thousand consultants that were working uh, in my team. So yes, it was about selling products and then helping other people to create a business around these products.
1: Oh, perfect. That sounds like another rendition of learning how to do business in a different sort of way by bringing together. I mean, in a way you became more of a leader in that that realm. It's, it sounds like.
2: Yes. And that's actually the business I was networking with that, that where those people walked away from me, because I had these products, and they were amazing. And they still are amazing. And I was like, over the top, excited, enthusiastic, and, you know, people were repelled by my enthusiasm about it. So (laughs) I had to take a separate.
1: Well, this is really fun to journey back with you and then forward into, uh, so what, what was the decision or how did you make the decision and move into coaching?
2: So this is a really interesting story. So I was following up with this woman, Tanya Hoffman, um, from a, uh, Con, a women's conference. I had a booth. I was a vendor and she was interested in the products. And I followed up with her for 14 months. I kept following up with her and she finally became a client. And she said to me, Debbie, you are amazing at follow-up. You need to teach people this.
1: Oh. She said,
2: people really struggle with this. And I said, what are you talking about? Like I had no idea that I was doing anything special. I had no idea that people were struggling with this. She ended up inviting me to an event. And she said, just tell people you're a follow-up coach. And we just played this game. It was a game. And the woman who was running the event said to everybody, uh, invited everybody to make an offer of $97 for something. And I asked Tanya, what should I offer? And she said, offer a five-week follow-up program. And I said, I don't have a five-week follow-up program. She said, just offer it. I'm like, okay. Like It was just a game. And at the end of the event, two people gave me their credit cards. And I'm like, holy crap, what do I do now? And so I'll never forget this. I was driving home and I called my husband. I said, we need to create a follow-up program (laughs) because I just sold two. Two people just bought it. And then I figured, well, I might as well invite other people and I raised the price to 197. I had like 24 people in the first program and I did it again at 22 people and 20 people like I just kept doing it and that's how my business started. I did not wake up one day and say I'm going to start a coaching business. I'm great at follow up and sales. I'm going to teach people this. That is not how it happened. I was
1: not looking for this. Oh, it was yes. all because of Tanya Oh, that what a story. Yes. I, I can relate in a way that this podcast is, happened somewhat accidentally. I was part of a, a a well it wasn't a contest, but it was a challenge, 30 day to do video. And somebody said, hey, you interview me, I'll interview you. And then we've got our days, a couple days already checked off for these 30 days we have to do. And I just loved it. I loved interviewing people. And so that's how this started last March. Wow. And here we are today with you getting to... You know, journey back and also share with the listeners today because you've already said so much that I think people are going to go, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. So we're getting near the end, and I would like to have you say a little bit more about what you currently do then with follow up businesses.
2: Well, I'm a sales and follow coach. It's like follow up is part of the sales process, and I speak a lot. I just did a training yesterday for an incredible organization called the Evolutionary Business Council. I'm asked to speak at a lot of networking events, and um, constantly being interviewed and on podcasts like this. And so, I love to speak. Um, you know, during we were just talking earlier when before the recording started about how I'm a much better I'm much better at speaking than at writing. So I do video, you know, video tips every fo- uh, Friday on follow-up Friday is what I call it. And then we transcribe it into blogs. So I just love to speak. I love to be on stages. I used to do three-day live events uh, where I would um, pour into people for three days and then invite them into my mastery six-month uh, coaching program. So I've been speaking for years and I just love it. I, you know, never feel nervous. I'm just, I just feel really comfortable speaking and I love to connect with people and I love to share my story because a lot of people, you know, I went through bankruptcy and foreclosure and lost everything when I retired and thought everything was going to be okay. That's one of the reasons I was able to retire because we had all this money coming in from this house that did not sell for what it was supposed to sell for. So we went through some very, very, very hard times. And so when I share that story, people always come up to me afterwards when I was speaking in person and say, thank you so much for sharing that story. I'm going through the same thing now, or I did go through it. And it's so inspiring to hear that you were able to recover from that and to create a thriving business. So I just realized how important it is for us to be authentic and vulnerable and share a story that, could be embarrassing and humiliating to share, but I took myself out of it. My husband was horrified that I was sharing this at the beginning, but I just said, you need to trust me. People need to hear this. And now I know for for certain that it's made such a difference uh, for people to hear this story. And so that's what I'm doing now. You know, I, I have group programs and private coaching And I have my networking event that I host every month. So I'm really visible. And I do Facebook Lives and interviews all the time where I'm interviewing others, they're interviewing me. So I'm really out there a lot and it's just fun and I love to do it.
1: Uh And I think one of the things that people can take today is a word you just used a second ago, authentic. And that's what I think we're touched by today with your authenticity and your willingness. You also said vulnerability, your willingness to open up Parts of your life and not be ashamed of it and just say, hey, this is truth and I grew. And that's the motivation, I think, that you provide others by modeling what it's like to recover from difficult times and well, uh, let's have you I know you've just said so much right there but since we're coming to an end can you offer one last uh, words of or word or words of wisdom for people based on what what we've talked about today. Well,
2: just about the hardship that whenever we go through anything difficult in our lives and we all will, we all have and we all will, it's just part of life is to always look for the learning and the growth. And how you can become a better person because of it. Because ev- that situation that we went through at the time, it's like, why is this happening? And now I look back and I see so many like silver linings and so many lessons and learning that I got from that. And like I said, now I can share that story with people and be an inspiration to other people who are um, who have lost hope. And so, so I just want to leave you all with whenever anything's going on in your life, instead of being a victim and like, oh, why is this happening? Or woe is me. It's like, okay, what's the learning here? Go right to that place because that will help you get through anything because you will learn, you will grow. It's, um, I have a spiritual practice and they talk about, um, we all have a spiritual curriculum and wherever we're at in the moment is exactly where we're supposed to be. And so, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? How can I become a better person from this? If you have that outlook as you go through challenging times, it will help you get through it with more ease and grace.
1: Mm, Beautiful last words, ease and grace. Thank you, Debbie.
2: Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and will return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.